to Punchboard Paradise, coming to you from the heartland of America in Omaha, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect the board game community, and give honest and fair reviews to the industry's hottest game. In episode 76, the Punchboarders go over some recent plays, reach into the mailbag and answer some questions, and finally review the new hotness in Merv. Hey, everybody. I'm Clef. Hey, I'm Chad. No, I'm Richie. That was like my radio voice. I was like really selling it there. <laughs> I am so glad that you paused to get all that right because <laughs> we need to sound more like a professional outfit with this, with the sound setup. Well, you know, that's, and, that's what I was going for. I yeah. mean, I was like, you know, I was going to start to harken back to my wolf man, Jack. Days. I'm pretty That's sure like, most people are way too young to know. Obscure who reference lost on younger obscure. viewers yes. or listeners. Right. Uh, so we had a fun game day on Saturday. Yeah, that was nice. We did. Good, good. get together. We got some some good games in. And uh, um, one of our local listeners, uh, Corey, had a few people over and we got in some really good games all day. A lot of good games. Yeah, that was Just nice. Day, yeah. 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 Really not even that much teaching. And Chad great. got in Aquatica, too. <laughs> i did get in aquatica oh yeah <laughs> it is a lighter game okay well i guess that's my cue so i played uh i played aquatica by ivan tuzovsky i believe is his name and uh cosmodrome games and just like this is the same company who did uh smartphone inc so just like smartphone it, it's really clean graphic design really good components really nice layout and everything i i I quite enjoyed the production of Aquatica, and I like the art, too, uh, of Aquatica. It's a very light game, but that, there's nothing wrong with light games once in a while. Uh, we played, it, it's one of those sort of race games. You have some objectives out on the board, and you're just racing to the most points by the time uh, the end game happens. The way it happens, generally, is that either you either the cards run out of a couple of the decks, or somebody gets... Uh, three of their objectives up in the, or somebody gets three of their manta rays up in the objective row. So basically all you are doing is you're playing actions from character cards that are in your hand at first. And these actions are a lot like Concordia. In fact, you have cards that will generate conquest points or generate money. Uh, they can also just like in Concordia, they can also help you pick up all your cards back into your hand um, and flip over these things that you have called mantas that have bonuses that you will be using. So basically you're using your cards to either get more character cards for, for different actions or to conquer or buy locations that are out on the board. Then these locations, once you buy them, they're going to slide into this dual layer board that you're going to push up and uh, every time you push it up, you are going to be able to use an action on the card. So sometimes they're extra conquest points. Sometimes they're extra money. Sometimes they help you push other cards up. And once it's locked in all the way at the top, you are going to have the option to score it when you play a character card with that action. Or again, you slide up a location that lets you score locked uh, location cards. And so you're basically racing to get these objectives, which maybe have eight character cards in your hand or have your whole 
a player board full of locations or this many locations finished or certain types of locations, those kinds of things. And those are also variable. We played with the ones that are on the board, but you can vary what those objectives are as well. But yeah, Clef, your your wife trounced us and she had a really good time playing. Again, like I said, it, it was light, but it's a fun game that moves fairly quick. And uh, it's one of those games too, because of the sliding up of the location cards and the flipping of your mantis for certain powers, you're kind of like, your turns feel like I do this and then I get to flip this and I push this and I do, mm. you know, those That's kinds a of combo. Yeah. It's, a, it's, mm-hmm. and it's like I said, it's light, but there's, yeah. there's not a problem with that. It moves fast, you know? Hey, uh, as I was kind of telling you guys earlier, when your wife comes to you and says, Hey, I want to go buy a game and I want to teach you a board game and play it with you. You say okay, no matter what the game is. That's right, and uh, that's what that's what she did after playing you guys, and she said she really liked it, and we went and played it. And yeah, I'm I'm not gonna lie, this is an extremely light game. I mean, I would, you know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I would call this on the level of Ticket to Ride or something like that. I mean, it's, you know, you're basically buying buying cards and then you're just moving these bubbles up and down, and the, you know, but the components are very solid. I mean, it's a very uh, those mantas that you get are, I mean, those could literally just be regular cardboard chits that you could flip over and they went the time to take those and make those really nice plasticky pieces. So that's a, that's a cool aspect of the game. Um, I did say, I mean, like I felt like the game went very quick because it was not very hard to get those initial four. There was four different uh, like in-game things. Like it was like one was score three cards. One was like, you know, have eight characters in your hand didn't feel very hard. It was very easy to get up there and get those done and be done very quickly. I did notice that there is a uh, different uh, in-game variable bonuses that you can put up there that were, when we looked at them afterwards, it was much harder to get to those. And I said, well, that would make it at least a little bit because there was a point where I was just like, I I don't even feel like this is hard. I'm just doing a couple of very simple things and I'm able to throw my Manta up there and get these points or whatever. So I think maybe if, if maybe you try those, if you're, you know, not going to say it's still going to be a very light game, but at least it's going to give you a little bit more of a challenge. And my, uh, my take on it is that, yeah, the, that was just almost the board is like the intro way to play the game. You know, the, the Mm -hmm. objectives on the board are like, here's how to play the game. And then you can put those other objectives on top and it's already got an expansion out. And I would hope that that's one of the things they're going to do is vary the objectives that would be out on the board even again. But for me, it's a good, I would call this a family game. Uh, Finn really likes this game because it moves quick and he doesn't want to spend a lot of time if he's playing a game and he Mm -hmm. likes, you know, comboing stuff together, but he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to sit down at the, at the table very long. So he enjoys it. So I would say if you're looking for a family game and the theme sounds good to you and uh, good production and good art is important, maybe check this game out. Yeah. I picked up a copy. So I was kind of hoping that it was lighter just to play with Jessica and because most of the time she wants to play a lighter game if she can. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say, you know, probably Knox is not far away from being able to get to this. Well, it's the attention span is the issue mm-hmm. <laughs> with his age. So, right. He, yeah. he, like, he made me play. I mean, I'm saying a few years, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's. Not it's, any, yeah, not uh, anytime. Not the like in the next future. month or two. Right, yeah. yeah. But yeah, but I, that's a, it would be a good game to, because it is very, it is very simple once you kind of say, you know, well, you're going to get a card and these, you know, the certain cards do certain things and then you're just going to use the bubbles, you know, to go up. Now, Chad, I am curious because this game has a very uh, Concordia-style card uh, aspect to it. 
that was okay with you? Well, I, I, <laughs> but the problem was it, it, it wasn't so bland. I, I really felt like, a, I felt like a mer person. So you were just eating broccoli. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I was, I was really into my character. Your wife will, will attest to that. I, I will attest that I believe you. So. <laughs> Wait, no. I want to hear from Richie. What did, what were you going to say Knox made you do? He made you play some game. What was it? Oh, oh Strike. Strike is his oh. uh, is his jam right now. Sure, uh, why not? Uh, last month, I had 21 plays of Strike. <laughs> there you go. Well, hey, get your so, play count up. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Can't argue with that. And that's about his the length of the, game. The, that the length they'll play. play. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's all right. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It was great. Is he getting to be a good Strike player? Can you? I mean, there's some skill in it, right? Like some. No, 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 not at all. I don't think I've ever played it. It's maybe dice. I should play it with Yahtzee. Do you have dice? Okay, yeah. Do you have a bowl? Yeah, you have strike. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I remember Ben Coverly taught me this at the very first ATB con, and I was like, "This is it." <laughs> <laughs> Woo! It's. I mean, it's fun to play with the uh, with my son. So but yeah. there you go. Yeah, the, I'm gonna have to keep teaching him games. <laughs> so. He'll get there. Mason was playing Twilight Imperium when he was like, you know. 10 or 11. So, you know, you don't that long. So. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, so, Richie, what did you get played at the old game day? Well, we got a lot played, but we, we tried out another, well, at least for you, you tried Dune Imperium again. I did. And this, this was one, your first time playing. This is my first time playing. Uh-huh. I think you and Jake talked about it over Discord that one night as far as you weren't so keen on it mm-hmm. with your play, and he, he was really enjoying it. Now, Jake is a, a big Dune fan, so he's really excited for the movies that are coming out and all that stuff. So He knows the lore and the you know what's going on, where I have no idea what the difference is between spice and water and and Jiminy Cricket. So, yeah, yeah. okay. But, uh-huh. And neither do I. I, have, I. I still don't have a clue, honestly, after playing it. But uh, this one's uh, from Paul Denon, so the same designer of Clank, and it is a worker placement uh, deck building mashed together game and honestly the i mean the theme really didn't come through to me at all mm-hmm. just because i don't know it i think it matters <laughs> i i played you, it i think it matters if you know it yeah if you know yeah. it i could see it. it and uh you start the game you you all get a special character or leader mm-hmm. that you're going to have which will just give you a special power and then on your i mean it's extremely simple turns you have your agent turns which are going to allow you to play a card which that card will allow you to place a worker and and that's and i'll talk about that here in a second that was one thing i did have an issue with okay and then after that after you you get done playing your or getting your workers out and when it comes back to you you're going to do a reveal phase and that's just the buy phase of any other uh, deck building game where you whatever cards you have left in your hand uh they have whatever the currency is in it i can't remember off the top of my head but uh yeah i don't know ducats yeah. gray Let's say ducats. Sure. ducats sure and <laughs> whatever you have you'll have a card roll that you can buy from you'll buy those cards they go to your discard shuffle it up uh, if you need to and go from there uh the the things that are different though with this which was interesting was that at the end of a round once everyone has done their reveal phase and passed basically uh you will have a battle so there's conflict cards that come out each round and whoever has the most uh, strength in that or who has sent the most uh, of their troops to the to the battle and has the most overall strength will win it. And you'll get, you know, either victory points, some type of bonus or benefit. Uh, but that that was actually fun, that mm-hmm. part of it, because we were, you know, high. We had some, there was some cards that allowed us to uh-huh. mess around with each other and mm-hmm. and jump up and stuff like that. So that was actually really interesting. The only issue I had was that the, the whole the agent thing where I like, and I think in the second or third turn, I got my third worker. You only start the game with two. So I got my third worker 
and then we go into the next round. I draw my five cards, and I only had two symbols, so mm -hmm. I could only play two workers. Mm -hmm. Period. And there's nothing I could do about it. Mm -hmm. I have I had three cards that did not have a symbol on them, so I just I mean I just had a bad draw. So I you know I ended up playing my two cards, and I I did not need to waste my time getting that third worker at least for that round. Yeah. Just because, yeah, the, you have to have a, a symbol on the card to yeah, be yeah. able to place the worker. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. I remember I, I remember you saying you had a bad round yeah. at some point. <laughs> I think we all did. I remember every yeah. one of us being like, you know, my hand is just terrible and it's just going to be a bad round. And it evened out and it was extremely close game. I think uh, both me and you only lost by one point. Yeah. And I was like one little, like yeah. if I would have had my cube up one more influence on this one thing, I would have scored two points and I would have. Yeah. I would have won. So it was it was very close. Yeah, it was a close game. It was a fun game. And yeah. uh, if you like Clank and worker placement, I think this is right up your alley. Honestly, I think if you like Dune, too, because oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, you play one of the houses and you get a special power with that house. And some of those powers make a lot of sense within the universe of Dune. Now, I'm not going to say it's super, super thematic, but I think like if you really like Dune, you should definitely check this out at least. And you can... Uh, you can cull your deck a little bit in this game too. It's so it's important to kind of keep that in mind. I think with that. So sometimes, yes, you will, you may have a bad hand of cards, but if you are uh, good about culling, sometimes you can control that a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, anytime you're going to do a deck building type of thing, I mean, you're going to have hands that you're just going to draw that just are going to be bad. Right. But and I just wish there was something you could go to. To be able to, to get a to, to do something like even if you, if you have one worker left over, yeah, but no symbols like no symbol know. like go get a buck or yeah, or even or just give you one, one extra power. buy power, yeah, something. something. Like I, I agree yeah. with you there. Yeah. Well, the card still gives you resources, right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. still, I mean, you still are able to buy with the cards that you have left over. But, but then, if you but just then you're spent, sitting there with a worker, right? You just spent yeah. eight dollars, I think it was. Yeah, to yeah buy it's not cheap worker. to do yeah, that to rush that. That can be rough. So, but overall, it was a good game. Yeah, and I definitely um. I think I liked it a little bit better than the first couple of times I played it. Um, you know, I mean, obviously it helps that, you know, Jake was, is very excited about the game and likes it a lot. So that, that helps, you know, uh, have enthusiasm for the game. But I did think it was, it was fun. The, the conflict thing was a lot more interesting than I think the first couple of games I played. I mean, it was definitely more uh, of us all trying to kind of vie for that. And it was, so it was always, it was one time where I thought I had Richie and of course, Richie like whips out like four cards that move him up by, I don't even know. It was just like, <laughs> all right, I lost terribly. Now I just wasted all that resources to get second, which was like nothing or something, right, you know, yeah. it was, it was really bad. So that was, uh, that was interesting. I, I, yeah, it was, I, I enjoyed it. And I think if you, if you like deck builders, I think, and you like worker placement, I, I don't know if, the Dune theme will be that big of a difference, in my opinion. But I, if you like those things, I think you'll enjoy it. I think you have to know, too, going in that those intrigue cards can be swingy. But, you know, you buy into that. I mean, if yeah. you get a handful of those cards, you don't know what they do. But that's what's kind of interesting, where you look across they're the not, table. They're not terrible. I don't think they were that it's bad. It's hard to get them. And yeah. there's also, and I, I got Jake with this one time, where if you have more, if someone goes to a certain space and you have more than four, you have to give them one of yours. Right. On yeah. top of them already giving yeah. one. Right. So. I, I never really thought that. Them. Yeah, I didn't really yeah. think they were that bad, that swingy. Uh, you know, I had a couple that gave me victory points at the end, so yeah. that was you know mm -hmm. almost won me the game. So I, I don't know. I thought they were fairly even, and like you said, they're not easy to get. I mean, no, 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 no. Right. Yeah. It's just I guess I'm I'm thinking of you know you you just you're sitting there and you have to keep that in mind where you're looking across the table doing mm -hmm. a thing right, that right, your right. that your opponent has like four of those in their hand and you don't know what those do and they could be something fairly significant in the conflict basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
So, uh, you know, and I, to on the flip side, I will still say, I still feel like the game is very much a go get this resource to go get this resource to go do this resource. I mean, it's not. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, it's very straightforward. Yes, it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's very straightforward. But once again, I'll say it was better this yeah. time playing than it was before. So. And get used to Dune games. I think uh, Portal Games just announced a, a Dune game. Theirs is a uh, Dune theme on top of a detective, I think. Oh, wow. Ooh, wow. Pass. Which is kind right. of... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for that movie. I can't even tell you. And you as a oh, really? sci-fi person... Like, uh, I mean, I've never seen the original, and I mean, uh, don't as, as see we, the original. No. And I, we, you know, and I, I don't read books. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, you know, so I, I've I've never read it. So I don't. Yeah. So I don't know. I might go see the movie. I think since, I think the movie's gonna be great. I thought the previews looked so boring. I don't know why. Maybe because I don't it. know it. So. It's it's like uh, it's basically like Game of Thrones with sandworms and and cocaine. Okay. All right. All right, I'm in. I'll, I'll watch Game of Thrones with sandworms and cocaine. All right, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> All right, well, you played something you enjoyed, I would guess. Oh, uh, well, we played a lot of great, we played a great game of Age we of did. Steam, Kansas City. Uh, interurban. Fa- interurban with yeah. factories, which was amazing. We played a great game of Food Chain Magnate. Oh. Uh, great game so of Food good. Chain. Yeah. Uh, that last round we had was phenomenal. It was fun. We had an apartment building that had like 16 pieces of food on it and 18, one, 18, 18, 18 pieces of food on it. Um, I made like three mass marketers in the last round. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So. And I think I made something like 350 to $400 in yeah. that last, last round. And Richie, if he would have had one, more, one more noodle, noodle, he would have made an extra hundred dollars and beat me by like three dollars. Yeah, so it was it was, it was great. Richie lost by a noodle. <laughs> Richie <laughs> lost by a noodle. Oh, man, that's a hard way to lose, Richie. It was uh, fun. But uh, game I'm going to talk about a little bit here is a new game that uh, we got uh, second second time I've got a play of it in, and this one was a five player game that we got in, and it's called Mini Express. Oh, that's the new one by uh, Mark Garretts, right? Yes, and uh, from uh, Mo Idea Games. So nice. uh, they did uh, Mini Express. No, what was it called? Mini Rails. Thank you. Mini Rails. Yeah. Uh, Mini Rails, and then they also did um, Tulip Bubble. You know, which yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only yeah. gotten that one play of Tulip Bubble. I still but have it. I, I'm I'm enjo- not, it. I enjoyed it. It didn't go anywhere during the okay. call. So all right, we'll bust it out again. I'm ready to play that one again. All right. So in in Mini Express, really, you've got two choices you're either going to take a stock or you're going to build trains and to take a stock you are going to have to depending on there's trains that will be in the ready to put out on the board area and however many trains is there is how much you have to go down on this resource track so let's say there were three trains in the you know in the whatever the white stock to grab that stock, you would have to move down three on the, I think was cotton. You'd have to move yeah. down three yep. on the cotton. And if you don't have three on the cotton resource, you can't grab that stock. You have to put out trains. Then when you put out trains, you always have to build from one city to another city, you know, have a complete link. And then when you arrive at a city, it's always going to have two goods on it. And there's four different goods in the game. There was like hides and cotton and steel and wood. wood. Yeah. Yep. So, hey, you get the wood, you win the game. So <laughs> when you get into a city, you're like I said, it will have like, it might have wood and cotton on it. You move up one on each of those spots. Okay. 
Then also, every time you lay a train in a non-city hex, every one that you lay out there, you're going to move that particular company up this, this track. So as the game goes on, obviously you're trying to acquire stock and you're trying to get your tracks or these resource things up on this. And not to mention, you kind of want to have whatever one that you maybe have the most stock in, you want to have it moving up the most. Um, so basically all you're doing in this game, like I said, is those two things. The way the game ends is by two companies running out of stock. So once it has no stock and you also, the like a company will shut down if it has no more trains and that would basically remove its stock. So once two companies out of the four that happens, then the game is over. And then it's very interesting because then you'll go, okay, who had the most, you know, who was highest on the track for wood? Okay. Well, let's say Richie had a, you know, six and, you know, I had a five and other person's had, you know, three, two, whatever the case is. Well, then you're going to go over to see wherever the brown or wood company ended up on this hierarchy somewhere between, I think it's one through 15 that it could go to. Then it's going to have some victory points. So it might say, hey, if you finished first on that track, you're going to get eight victory points for every stock you have of that company. Then if you're finished second, you might get six for every one you have of that company. And then everybody else who's at least one or better on that track, they get three points for every stock they have of that company. So, you you know, so if you've gotten like maybe three or four of that wood stock, you really want to make sure to have that go up and you want to make sure you're the highest on there. So you start looking for places that you might go that have wood that you can then make sure to keep get that track going up there. Obviously, everybody else is doing the same thing, though. So you're kind of battling for these things. The other thing that's really unique about it is, like I said, it's only trains that are in there, like ready to be placed out on the board area that causes you to go down on the track when you take a stock. Well, the, one way that you can make sure not to try to, because you don't want to have it where somebody goes on their turn, all of a sudden they've got a, one that has no trains in it because they just get a free stock. No one gets to take, you know, the, they don't have to go back anything. But if you build in the same hexes as a company, every time you build in one of their hexes, one of their trains comes into the ready to come out and to be played. So that way you can avoid trying to give people free stock on their turn, which like the first time I played it, I was like, I didn't quite catch on to that and didn't know, you know, I mean, I think Richie, we just, we yeah, didn't we see that. Yeah. Built away yeah. from each other. And then the, but the five player game, once we kind of understood that, that was definitely that was something it, we were interactive. trying to, yeah, make sure to oh not leave those, what we, you know, we called free stock basically. So, um, it's, you know, it's a light game, but I will say out of all the cube rail games I've played, I actually think this one's kind of at the top of my range. I mean, I, I liked yeah, it the best. I would agree. The The whole decision and having to be patient on taking the stock, because obviously you want to get, you know, the stock as cheap as possible. There are times, though, where it just seems like it's never going to happen. Uh -huh. Like it's, it's never going to get low enough where you can go take it. Sometimes you may have to move back two, three spaces and you know, make that decision to get that stock and then hopefully you can get it back up right before the, the game ends. But mm -hmm. yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Sounds good. I, I'd love a chance to play that one. So, you know, yeah. I'm always up for railroad games. So. You, you, you know, and especially, I mean, you like a lot of those type of games. Yeah. I, I yeah. think you'll really, really enjoy this one. Um, you know, once again, it's on the lighter side. I mean, I'm not, mm -hmm. you're not, this is a probably a half hour game, maybe 45 minutes, depending on the number of players. Um, but it's it's definitely one of those just good to start the day off with or maybe in yeah. the night off with. 
Um, we all had a lot of fun with it. So yeah, I definitely recommend it. You know, Mini Express from Mark Garretts and uh, Mo Ideas. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I, it sounds like what you want a cube cube rails game to be. So I'm in. Fellas, we got a uh, mailbag question from Jamie Roof, and he's asking, uh, we all love and enjoy heavier games here. That being said, have you had any instances where a game has been too heavy to the point of not being fun or requiring too much effort to really enjoy? Chad, Ooh. you're the one who kind of dives mm. into super fiddly heavy games. I mm. like this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I think that there can be games like that. It also depends on where you're at, you know, as a gamer too. I remember that I felt like when I first started playing, one of the first games I learned was Power Grid. And I felt like it was really mathy to play with the people I was playing with. In other words, like everybody was making their bids around the table based on what everybody else had and what they were having and what they were going to have next turn and the turn after that sort of thing. And I was just learning the game. And so the figures, the math was just like, oh, and I felt really self-conscious because I felt like I was slower with with that than the rest of the table. And I just didn't enjoy that feeling, I think. But I don't have obviously I don't have any problem with that game now. But I mean. Uh, there are certain games like that. I feel like sometimes, I, and I haven't played a lot of them, but I feel like I've gotten into some submarine games or some war games where the minutia of the rules are just so Byzantine that it's like, this is not fun how much I need to know or how much I need to go through a rule book uh, of if this, then this. But I think it's also a familiarity with that kind of game. I don't play a lot of those games, so I think that plays a part as well. What about you, Clef? Um no, I, I see what you're saying. And I mean, I think you could look at this question a couple of ways. Certainly there are some very, very heavy games out there. And I'll, I mean, I'll flat out say, I mean, Pendragon is even for a coin game is, you know, on the heavier side of a coin game. There is so many little things to remember. And especially when you go in to do battles there about, you know, going into the fort or the town and then the you know, the garrison unit. I mean, there's just so many things to have to kind of go yeah. through that it, it, it can kind of sometimes drag a little bit. And even my group that we play coin games all the time in, we're still a little bit like a, you know, I mean, we've got to be ready to go to put Pendragon out on the table because we know it's still going to be a little bit of a struggle to kind of move through it, you know, where, you know, fallen sky or a Gandhi are a lot easier just to kind of, you know, to, to roll through. So, uh, there is some heavier games out there that are like that. But then I would also say on the flip side, you know, sometimes maybe even a game that's not necessarily heavy, but has a lot of rules overhead can sometimes be tough. Like the other day I taught somebody Imperial Struggle and that's a tough game to teach, especially somebody who maybe is not familiar with those type of games. So, I mean, there's that. And then... I'll even talk about um, a game that, you know, you neither one of you guys liked because it had so much going on, like something like prehistory, 
You remember that game? It was like there was oh, just yeah. so much. The fire and, dance. Yeah, yeah the fire and, dance. And there was like something finally it was just like, I don't, I don't even know. We're just not, we're going to ignore this part because it was just so much or whatever. I so, would argue, too. I think part of the problem with that, because it was a Kickstarter, is that the rule book wasn't great either. So then when yeah, you're looking sure, for, that sure, one, for That answers. one just needed some development. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But I mean, but that's, that's something where maybe the enjoyment level is not as high because it is so difficult for you to to get into. So. Well, Richie, you own Feudum, right? I do. So would that be one of those games, would you say? Uh, I do. I, I bought Feudum, uh, even though, I mean, I, I won't say that there's ever a time where I like I don't want like if I know the heavy game, I'll play it anytime. It's do I want to sit through a teach of a heavy game? It's sometimes the question. And something like Feudum, where it took what an hour to teach that game. Um, after I told you guys all to watch a tutorial, oh, yeah, on a forty-five it. minute yes. video on yes. it. Uh, so sometimes I'm not up for that, or sometimes like if you know three people know the game and then one person doesn't, I'm also not up for sitting through their teach. Okay, real quick before you continue with this, I, this is my question that I want to ask you. Okay. When are you going to get Feudum played again? I'm not. <laughs> it's such a beautiful game. It is. I can it's, I can totally sympathize with that. It's just part of the collection. That's why I bought that. It's a beautiful game. Maybe when Knox is 18. <laughs> no, you're still not going to no, want to teach it. I'm not going to want to teach it. He's not going to want to play it. When Knox is 18, he'll bench press it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, okay. I don't know. Sorry. I get... Continue with Jamie's question. I just was curious. Now, to be fair, I bought this at the beginning of the pandemic with the oh. idea that I was going to play the, the Queen's. They they also has like a Queen's variant. Yeah, for the it's solo something, something. Queen's catapults or something. I don't know. And I got all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's nice and cozy in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Covered in dust. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not going to play that game again. It's not necessarily the the, the weight of the game. It's does everyone know the game and do we have to sit through a teach for me sometimes if I had to sit through a long teach or there's people at the table who don't know the game that well, then I will opt sometimes to go play something that either everyone knows or that's lighter that we don't have to sit there. Right. It's just not going to make the experiences. Good. Yeah. So because like uh, especially like cons. Yeah. Where sometimes you get you, like you, you think you're going to play, you know, we bring a whole bag of games, we bring like 20 games. Yeah. But we don't know most of them, so then we end up sitting there learning the rules for well, we end up playing three the, games. The problem with the con is there's always somebody who's going to sit down to play the game that doesn't know how to play it. Yeah. And, and you then gotta you're going to have to go. Yeah, for sure. Um, another game that I just thought of that would really hit on this, Tricarion. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. If you're If you're going to teach somebody Tricarion, whew, sit down for a teach, you know, and then it's still not even one of those that you can teach them and then say, okay, let's play. It's going to be a hold their hand. So that maybe that's part of what sometimes brings me out of the enjoyment of Tricarion. Maybe yeah. if I was playing where I knew it completely well and everybody else did, it might be a more enjoyable game. So, yeah. yeah. If you had a group that like regularly played it, I, yeah. I can see that. Same thing with, same thing with Root there though, Richie. I'm sure like, oh, you, no, I agree. You don't, want uh, to we play taught that the Stucky's Root the first time we went through it. I mean, it wasn't enjoyable for me just because I'm, I'm basically playing. All four factions. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Because you have to be able yeah. to say, look, that person's doing this. You got to do this. Right. Yeah. But I mean, the other night, you know, Ru or, uh, Clef played Root again. I know. It's, again. It's a, 
the new narrative is that he likes root. I know. Oh, I'm just gonna say be, he, seriously. He won't turn down a game of it. So he, it's like a four. Yeah, I was gonna say he's played. <laughs> yeah. down, he's played more of the of, of of root than like games that he still has on his shelf. Yeah, like a lot of them. So that's the new narrative. Yeah, I'm. I'm and whatever he I'm says here, commenting. probably I'll just cut it. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> he can't. I'm just he not going to comment. Yeah. <laughs> he can't say anything. People, you don't know what I really said. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but we played root the other night. Uh, and Clef was the only one that he didn't he hadn't played his faction before. But uh, Dan, myself and then Mason all knew the faction. We sit down and we can just go. Right. And it that makes that game so much more enjoyable when you don't really have to teach anybody. Yeah. The, the game. And I, I'm not going to belabor the point, but I think one one kind of game that is pretty famous for this, although I'll always play it, is like. Uh, if you haven't played like a, a Lacerda game in a few months, you have to yeah. dust off that teach and you have to kind of be ready for it. I think unless you've just played it a lot, a lot, a lot, uh, a lot of times you have to refresh your, your, your rules with that. And I feel like sometimes when I'm teaching a bunch of new players, a Lacerda game, sometimes I feel like uh, I'm at like the, uh, uh, it's morning at the, like the auto auto factory plant and we're going to do some calisthenics first <laughs> we're going to twist and reach up towards the sky wake up our bodies it's a process even Galaris that i know well i that rule book does not leave my hands for most of the game yeah it just because yeah. there's so much that's going on yeah well good All question right. jamie yeah great question jamie. yeah and if anyone else has a question, you can always send it to our email at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. Or if uh, if you're not on our Slack channel, you can also send an email there. We'll get you at it, and uh, you can chit-chat with us and throw some questions in there. You know, the we never get Richie bloopers at the end of I know. I'm editing. Yeah. <laughs> so not fair. Actually, 100%. Uh, maybe one. I think I've thrown one in there. Oh, oh okay. All right. <laughs> well, speaking of root... I think we could uh, we could do a quick Kickstarter corner just since everybody likes this game so much now. I don't think you liked it that much. I have it. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't. <laughs> All right. Well, at the time that this recording comes out. There will be a few days left on the current Leader Games expansion for Root, the Marauder expansion. Ooh, I'm excited to hear this. I'm backing it, but I have no... <laughs> I just you it just popped up on my phone. It said uh, yeah, Leader just, Games just launched a Kickstarter. Root, backed. Now, <laughs> before you go into Root, I also saw that here in about a month, the uh, John Company 2 will oh, be yes, dropping. Oh, yes. That's going to... Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that when oh, it comes. I'm really excited for immediate that. immediate back. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, this has it has a new clockwork expansion, I guess, so you can play like uh, new river folk and underworld, I guess it looks okay. like. So you can kind of yep. fit those guys in. Mm -hmm. And then it has some other factions like Keepers of Iron is here. Uh, they sort of have these ancient relics that they have to they have to have, I guess. And they kind of have to keep up with the other factions so they can have those relics. Then it looks like there's this uh, Lord of the Hundreds. And this looks like, like I said, Clef, this looks like a Richie faction. Uh, it says it spreads tr distrust and division among the inhabitants, uh, inciting torch-wielding mobs to destroy the enemies of their righteous dominion. Is so. that the the red one? The red, yeah. The, the rats I, or whatever? Yep, the rats. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I, I mean, at least I saw fire tokens for that one. Yeah. So, so yeah, because like they're, you're... They're very aggressive. Yeah, you're looting items from the undeserving and adding them to your horde. And Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that does sound like Richie. Right? I so, like it. Yeah. Excited, Clef? I mean, uh, you no, don't have to back it because there's going to be two or three people that... that no, I will I play the the factions probably, yes, but I'm will. not excited Absolutely. about it at all. You will. No, uh, he's just going to want your uh, your uh, Margot the Marquis plushie add on. I think <laughs> so. You're getting the plushie for for Clef, right? Yeah, I'll throw that in there. Okay, all right, good. All right, yeah. all right. So I'll, I'll throw you a couple of games of root for that one, for sure. <laughs> so it, uh, hopefully, if you're a root fan, you've already heard about it, but you should know that the uh, the the Punchboard Paradise crew is going to be playing it. So. And I don't see how, because I think I think he even said when he was on the show that there's basically there's going to be this one and then maybe one more two pack of fac- factions. But with how well it does on Kickstarter, I don't see how you just stop there. I mean, if you don't like money, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> I think it's going to be hard for him, for hard for him to say no. But he's got a lot of other designs in his head, so yeah, that's true. who knows? We'll see. Maybe what will happen is by by the time it's time for another root expansion, Oath will be out, and that'll be the new thing to expand. I, on. I should have that in a month, Ooh, that's month and exciting. a half, maybe. Mm. Really it's exciting. On, it's on its way. Yeah, I can't wait. So I want to hear about that. But uh, yeah, speaking of uh, liking the money and, and expansions, I just saw that there's going to be another Viticulture expansion. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I don't know yeah. what else you could add to that game. Uh, probably some, some legacy, some birds. Although he called it legacy when he first released it, but could hmm. be could be some birds. I think to put some birds in Viticulture. Yeah. 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 Okay. Some birds in Viticulture. Sure. Sit not? on the vine. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Could. You had tomato paste in there at one point uh sure yeah and uh cheese and the mafia and and olives yeah yeah Yeah, could be hey by the way my son was really really interested in wingspan uh because would he like to borrow my copy (laughs) maybe (laughs) if if you have made the uh paste ups and the uh the new uh print and play version of the pokemon uh, oh, they have that's uh, out. Oh, oh yeah, wow. gotta gotta that, collect that them all, good, right? Uh, that wow. would be a good retheme. It, I have seen it out there on the interwebs. It looks pretty solid, actually. That it's would a, be a good retheme, right? So yeah. you have your, you just gotta collect them, and you have those little Pokemon tokens instead of eggs and uh, Pokeballs. Uh, my wife would kill me for telling this story, but we were literally at dinner last night, and at the end of dinner, she goes, "Oh, there's a blah 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 over it by the hill rise, blah blah blah. I gotta go." And she took off to catch the thing on her phone. She does that Pokemon. Oh, phone people still do thing. that. I didn't even know that was still a Pokemon thing. Pokemon Go. Wow. She right. does, and she was super excited about it. She went and caught him. And is he was she going like super to, rare. Is McDonald's doing something in Happy Meals right now? I with think Pokemon so. Cards? I think and so. People are buying like twenty yeah. Happy Meals at a time. It's nuts. Yeah. Oh, whoa. That, this I have no idea about. I, I think it's uh, just the trading cards, right? Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Well, and now that uh, McDonald's has just become a sponsor, we should hear from our <laughs> other sponsor. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, Punch Bunch. Are you tired of having all your resources and chits all over the table? Well, do I have a solution for you? Magnetic hex trays from 3D Bitspace. They will keep your table organized and be a huge space saver. So head on over to 3D Bitspace at Etsy.com and order yours today. And if you mention Punchboard Paradise, you're going to get a free hex tray. All right. Well, let's now head on over to our featured review of Merv, the Heart of the Silk Road. Merv, the Heart of the Silk Road is an action selection game from Osprey Games and Fabio Lopiano with art by Ian O'Toole, 
that plays over approximately 90 minutes. It is a one to four player game. And the play happens over three years in which players are trying to collect the most victory points to become the winning trader. Players will be moving their meeple around four sides of a city in one year where they will be matching up their meeple with certain action tiles, which are modular in the city. Players will perform a board action depicted on the building site, or they can gain a favor at the palace, or they may deploy a soldier to protect a city building tile. As they move around the board in these four turns per year, they're going to be activating certain centers on the tile. If they activate a tile that matches a building that it is already in a row, they will collect cube colors of that tile. They're going to use these cube colors to do different resource actions around the board. For instance, there is a mosque action, which players can use cubes to spin to move up on the track and get certain bonuses. There is also a caravansary action in which players may use the cubes to try to get certain spice cards, which are scored through a set collection method at the end of the game. There is also a library action where players can collect scrolls that once they get enough of them will give them different abilities uh, throughout the game as well. Players continue around the board with these four actions, and after the second and third year, before scoring, the city of Merv is attacked by Mongol invaders. These can attack from different angles, and so if walls are not built to protect the buildings, they can be destroyed unless there is a soldier on them. In that case, they are allowed to pay a cube for ransom, or if their building is destroyed, they will not be able to score it. This goes on, as I said, for three turns where players are scoring on different tracks around the board, collecting resources, and trading for certain objectives as well. At the end of three years, the player with the most points wins the game. And that's it for Murph. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start off where we always do. Let's just talk a little bit about what we feel on the art and components. Richie, what do you think about the art and components on this one? I think they're fantastic. Osprey games, they, they almost always have great production, great art. This is one where I actually, when I first saw pictures of it, I was a little worried that it would just be too busy. But it's really not that bad once you learn the game and you know all the different pieces that are on the board. It's pretty straightforward as far as the graphic design, and I think they did a good job. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I would even go to say, I mean, some of the stuff is like, I don't want to say overproduced, but I mean, like, They've got those walls and the gates. I mean, yeah. it's big and stuff. Yeah. And uh, well, you start filling in the board with all the meeples and all the the walls, and it it does, it, it gets to be a a well put together board. There's a lot of stuff going yeah. on there. Yeah, but at the same time, like I said, I, I never feel like it's too much, and nothing inhibits play. It can be a, a bit of a setup sometimes, but it it doesn't really inhibit play. For instance, like if the Everdell tree is blocking the board, or you know things things of that nature. Sure. This this is just I would say a really colorful palette. Um, you are paying a little bit more than you might for some games, probably because the uh, the camels you know are really nice sculpted camels and different different things like that. And we didn't really talk about the function of the camels, but we'll we'll probably talk about that when we get into gameplay yeah the the only small thing and i'm gonna go really small thing on the 
iconography is there are eight different goods. Mm. There's four, I don't know, more common, common goods. And then there are four rare, ones. rare goods. Yep. And literally you could just have one common good and one rare good. I mean, it didn't, the, they didn't need those different types. It was confusing to have uh, like four different types because you felt like maybe, oh, I'm supposed to get the swords this time, but it, you really didn't need to. When you're spending for the contracts, you just need a brown one and a blue one. Exactly. And they could have used yeah. iconography probably yeah. to symbolize that. Yeah, there was there was nowhere. And every time I taught this game, you know, well, what do I need a sword or do I need it? You know, no, it doesn't matter. You just need yeah. a blue good. That was about the only thing that I was like, eh, this they missed this. Yeah. Right. And I mean, some may argue, oh, you know, they did that to to uh, you know, promote the theme of the game. But you know, you just have a whole bunch of different colored cubes that are never really specified what those are either. So yeah. I don't I I would argue that that really doesn't make a difference here. But uh I as always, I mean, I, I don't think I've found a game where I don't like the color palette that O'Toole uses. And this is really some bold choices that are really vibrant, but they mm -hmm. still are, are really beautiful in the game. Oh, totally agree. And I mean, and for the, and iconography, as you said, once you know the game, I never had to look back at the rule book once I knew the game. Right. Everything was very, very clear on what everything did and where it went and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. All right. Well. I suppose let's just move right into it and, and let's talk about gameplay. Uh, Richie, go ahead and start us off again. Tell us what you felt about this game. Uh, well, Merv is a, it is a Euro. I mean, you are getting resources to move down tracks, to complete contracts, and, you know, up your multiplier at the end of the game. It is a, just a straight Euro. Okay. Um, Hey, was, there there are hordes attacking you, barbarian hordes attacking you. you sure, know. sure. Oh, okay. Um, actually, that's one of the things in this game where it's almost too friendly for me, especially okay. of, as as of late. It's because uh, I, I in my plays I really never worried about my buildings because you are rewarded to help other people essentially in this yep. game. Yep, you get more points of influence when you protect other yeah, people's when you buildings. build the wall. So I I I think maybe I had one building get destroyed yeah. in my plays, and it was. I didn't care about the building anymore, so it didn't matter. And actually, kind of wanted that that piece back to get back out there. Well, yeah, but, if you don't have buildings destroyed, you'll actually run out of buildings in the last round. Right. So yeah. you actually want buildings sometimes to be destroyed. So that's not even all that big of a deal. No. As long as you're protecting your good, and there's so many ways to protect them, it's like exactly, it's not that big of a deal. No, yeah. really, I really yeah. thought that that was going to be a, a bigger piece of the game, but it, it really ended up not being. The only thing that was kind of not. I don't know, frustrating is the right word, but like tension filled in the game for me was when, because you can activate other people's buildings when you go to a spot mm. in that grid. And sometimes if somebody's built a really juicy row, you can activate all their same color buildings, you know? So, yeah. uh, and I don't know if that was clear from the rules overview, but I could activate one of Richie's buildings to get the action I wanted. And if he had a bunch in that row already, it would trigger other colored cubes from all his other buildings in that row or column. And so... Uh, sometimes now, Richie would get a bonus for that. Only one though. Yes, he would only, only get one, one bonus and I would get all the other cubes. So a lot sure. of times if it was a really juicy row or column, it was worth it. And plus you were then maybe taking it away from them triggering it as well. Right, right. So that was the only time where it was kind of like, Oh yeah. I mean, there certainly the player interaction when you, when you would end a round and it was your turn to go take your place in turn order, mm. you could put a camel up to go further up in turn order. And sometimes that was worth it if you got to go first the next round because maybe somebody had made, you know, a nice juicy row. And so you wanted to be the first one to go there. 
So sometimes you might want to hang back to try to have that advantage, or you might want to go first so that you can be sure to get there. So there were, there was a little bit of interaction with that. Right. Um, But obviously still, definitely, I hear what you're saying. Now, one thing you can do, we talked about the palace, right? And building up, building up the favor. So I didn't say what the palace was good for, but you're in this game. You're always going to want to put, some of your guys in the palace because that's a multiplier for what you're trying to do. Whether you're trying to collect scrolls in the game, move up the mosque track, have goods, those kinds of things. Then you will put one of your meeples into the palace for your scoring condition. Now, if somebody is really on top of it, I suppose they could crowd that out. But again, that they're probably doing that at the expense of their scoring opportunities then too, unless they yeah. already prepared for that. Yeah, You will not win the game if you don't have some sort of a multiplier down there for whatever you're going after. After that, it doesn't, like you said, you can go after any of those other categories, but you have to be getting those multipliers. So then obviously, um, because what it was influence, and then I forget what was the, there was some sort of a, currency down there below that you had to use to, to activate your people. That's your favors. You have to spend favor. And I, I did like how, you had to spend the favors. Even if a card was going to score you or a spot was going to score you zero points, yeah. you still had to spend the favor. I thought that was interesting at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so I if like you, how they did that. So yeah, so if you only had if you already had people in the palace, you had to spend the favor even if it wasn't helpful to you. Right, right. Yeah. So that was interesting. Would you say that then you find the different let's say tracks in this game, the the set collection of all the different spices at the end of the game or moving way up the mosque track and getting some multipliers there or those kinds of things. Would you say that those are all fairly well balanced? Uh, I mean, the mo- they might be balanced. And I, I, I would definitely want to get more plays in before I really you know, yeah. commit to that. But the mosque track seems to be the easiest. Right. As far as, you know, getting a good score. Easiest if you're well, if you're newer to the exactly, game, I think. Yeah. Well, you can I would ring say that bell. Getting those scrolls is the easiest thing to do. And I think you have to get those scrolls. Well, I don't think you have to, but if you get those scrolls, you're going to get some sort of a power that's then going to give you something right. cheaper wherever you're doing whatever mm-hmm. you're doing, whether it's right. getting cards or getting uh, goods for contracts or whatever. Right. So I think whatever scroll you get, that's what you need to go down that route then. At least sure. that's, that's how I have felt about the game. This is, as like Richie said, this is a Euro game and it's a fairly light on the player interaction, basic get goods and convert them into victory points type of a Euro game. Okay. Now, by all means, I think the game itself does it really, really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think what it is attempting to do, you know, Fabio, Fabio is, is nailing it. I think he's doing a really good job. I think, you know, and, you know, I can hear it in Richie's voice, you know, and I'm probably the same for me. Uh, this game is just not at the level that we're looking for, for a, even for a Euro, you know, I think it's, it's just mm. a little bit too light for us, but doesn't mean there's anything necessarily wrong with, with the game. I think it's solid. Yeah, and effect. Um, I actually think that I, you know, and I know player count is, you know, on down the road here, but I'm going to throw it in right now. I actually played this two player to start with. And there's actually a dummy player that you play that you get to use every time and kind of you can go and block. If you're first, you get to put the dummy player out and blocks a row and it still puts out a building and everything. But I found that more interesting than even a three and a four player game, because then I had more interaction with being able to block the other player. 
Because I could be like, oh, if I'm first, not only do I get a block a spot, but I get a block a row also for my opponent. And I, so two-player-wise, and I know we have a lot of people out there that play two-player games, I felt like this actually was a better you know, two-player rule with a dummy player than a lot of games. And I mean, I'm ta- when I'm talking the dummy player, it is super simple to do. You, yeah, it's very you easy You move it, you put out a building, and it's it's very, very simple to work on. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. And something else, as you, as you put it, that is interesting too is, so the player who moves the farthest forward towards the new the new mm-hmm. lineup or the new spaces of that season uh, is going to get to choose which column, so to speak, they move that uh, dummy meeple in. However, then the next player is going to get to choose the actual building too. So that's kind of a, an interesting choice there. So you want to make sure that when you place that, that, when you block them out of something, that they might not be blocking what you're trying to do in a future turn as sure, well. Sure, sure, yeah. So th- there's there's some interesting things there. But along with that, I will say that this game can kind of cause some a little bit of AP because you can't really necessarily plan your turn until somebody else is done with theirs. You're not always sure what you're going to do in that way. And it's not as bad as something like five tribes, but I think that sometimes you really have to see how things shake out before you get to plan what your turn is going to be. Yeah. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. I mean, the nice thing though, um, and as far as I think that I do like about it, not just because it's a short game is that you only have 12 actions in the entire game. You got to make it work. Yeah. So I, I do like that that you are at least constrained in yeah. that way where you only have twelve actions for the entire game. Now, what about replayability, guys? I mean, does this have anything replayability wise? Or variability, I guess I should say first. Does it is there anything variable enough in this game to make it something you want to come back and play a lot? Well, so one thing I, I would like to bring up uh, really quick is that I did actually play this solo variant because I thought I should probably do that for the review. Uh, it does have a deck of cards for it. So you're flipping the cards for one and then you're using the, uh, I don't know, the high courtier or that dummy meeple for the other player as well. So you're kind of doing those two things together. And the card's really not that difficult. I, you know, I did not think that it was... It was too challenging in my one play of of the solo player. So if you are a solo player and you like uh, to play with other players, it might be worth it for that. So that's one thing I'll say. Is it just a you? Oh, what kind of high score did you get? Good job type of game? Or yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, you have to. Well, no, you you have to beat the uh, you have to beat the the dummy player. Yeah. Uh, it's confusing, but you have to beat the other player, yeah. not the dummy player. But gotcha. Okay. So yeah, you do. I mean, you are scoring for him too. So, okay. Okay. so there's there's a little bit of cat and mouse back and forth, but it it totally depends on the deck. And I'll I'll just say that in my place, I got lucky of what what you know what cards came up at certain mm-hmm. times, so I did fairly well. But again, mm-hmm. that could be beginner's luck there. I don't know. Okay. But uh, yeah, as far as variability, we just talked about how that board is modular so you set that up and you know and it could be different cities but it really does not feel at all like that ever makes a difference it's just in the in the heat of the moment choosing a you know choosing an action or a row or something but it doesn't make the game feel any different yeah no i mean if every game felt about the same it would be just trying to see you know which strategy works out best like over a bunch of plays would be the only reason i would keep going back to it uh, for me just to explore it more if i was going to do that uh, but outside of that, yeah, no, I'll flat out say there's no there's no variability in this game, none. And I mean, yes, you could say the tiles come out different, but that's not that's not variability. That's just simply okay. Where are the buildings? Okay, and now I'm reacting to it. That's I mean, there's not 
no, that 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 is not making this game variable no. enough. Um, and yeah, I mean, I I wish there was something maybe to make this. You know, I, I don't know. I, and I think then you're getting into too much probably for, for what the game is. But yeah, probably. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I don't find this to have any variability yeah. whatsoever. So, um, and, you know, and then just going right into replayability. I mean, that's for me, you know, I've played it. I don't know. I played it four or five times. I can't remember exactly what number, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's probably run its course. I'm not, I don't care enough about which one is more powerful of the oh, no. three or four no, that you could you. choose on to make it worth anything more of a, you know, what I played. However, you know, I feel like those four or five plays were good plays, you know, and I'm glad, I'm glad that I got them, but I don't feel like there's any more replayability in this particular game for me. I don't know. Chad, what do you feel like on that? I guess, and maybe this is a hint to my review and we'll get into it in a second, but I would just say that with each subsequent play of this, my excitement went down a little bit. I think we're probably all going to echo that. Yeah. In yeah. my opinion, but so. well, let's just get into it. Let's do a rating on this sucker. Uh, and uh, Chad, well, you you were just you're touching on it. Let's let's just roll right into you. And what, what do you give this this game? Well, first though, let's have Richie tell everybody what uh, Punchboard rates on here. Hey, so that's know. a really good idea. Hey, like I know. Idea. Thank you. All right. <laughs> so on Punchboard Paradise, we rate on a six point scale with a one being a game that makes you miserable and a six being a game that could be in your top ten of all time. All right, Chad. There you go. All right, Chad. What do you got? So guys, Ian O'Toole. I love him. Yeah. But sometimes sometimes I kind of don't like him very much. He tricks me sometimes. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I can see that. He tricks, tricks me a little bit. A little trick. Makes it like, look so beautiful. Yeah, you'll like this game. This is a great game, Chad. <laughs> Buy this game. It's so pretty purple and blue and teal. and uh, So I was really excited to get this. And I will say I enjoyed, even though I don't own it, I enjoyed Kalamala a lot, which was Fabio's uh, first design, I believe. Uh, but as I said, with each subsequent play of Merv, I got a little less excited. That doesn't mean I hated it or I didn't enjoy my plays. I just wasn't as excited as when I first unwrapped that game and thought, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Look at this gameplay. I remember how much I liked Kalamala. But let me, let me tell you something. Uh, with Kalamala, I felt like... There were two differences for me with Kalamala, and I, I really appreciate how, as Clef said, how he made his design into a better two-player game. Because uh, if I remember right, Ragusa is really not that way, and de definitely Kalamala is a three, is your lowest player count, you know. So I really appreciate that he was able to make a very good two-player variant with this game. However... It just wasn't as interesting to me as Kalamala. Now, not every game is going to be, you know, every designer's best, biggest home run. But the core gameplay for me felt more like picking actions on a grid to move up different tracks and trading in cubes for doing that. And yes, that's what I was doing, but it also felt like that. And in Kalamala, I was you know, building boats and I get to put out, you know, trade houses and the actions just felt more consequential. Now there were cubes that I was using for resources in that game too, but the actions just felt more consequential in Kalamala. Not to mention that we all had tacit control over the scoring in Kalamala. Once four discs, I believe four discs stack up, 
you are going to get to score. And that kind of excitement and control over scoring the game and the way that you could influence each other's turns and say, oh, no, you're not going to score now. You're going to score right now, you know, or just, you know, just changing things in that way that gave me a little bit more agency and player interaction that I really craved. Uh, all this comes down to is that I have to give this review a solid three. Okay, I am. I I already traded my copy, and uh, I basically am happy to play it once in a while if somebody wants to play it, maybe. But I don't feel the need to own it, and I'm I'm probably not going to come back to it unless somebody asks. It's a perfectly fine game, but it it just it's fine, and that's all there was for me. All right, Clef. Exactly what you said. I mean, my first play, I was like. This game is pretty cool. Uh, you know, I think this is pretty neat. And then I played it again. I was like, okay, okay, I kind of get it, you know. And then I, by that fourth or fifth play, I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. And I'm, and I, so I'm right now. I'm done. I, I don't have any more desire to play it. Um, I think, in fact, Chad, I think you got to it on uh, the game day because somebody was asking, and you know, I had no desire. You know, I was mm-hmm. like, I'd rather play anything else than than play Merv again. I just, I, I've, I've done it. I've played it. Once again, I'm going to preference. I think this is a good game. And I think for people who like this type of Euro game, you know, somebody like Chad C who doesn't like a lot of player interaction, you know, he doesn't like it when, you know, people are, you know, blowing up buildings or whatever, you know, that you might do with player interaction. This is a game that I think that Chad would really like. And I, so I think there's a lot of people out there that, you know, in the punch bunch that are going to like this game. I'm saying my opinion is, this game is just not for me. It's not a game that's going to stay in my collection. It's not a game that I am going to want to play again. Somebody, I mean, they would really have to have to be one of their favorite games and like twist my arm, you know, like like root or something, you I know, to, 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 to be able to play this. Um, <laughs> there's, there's been no arm twisting. I saw, I, I saw it on Friday. I know. It was like, hey, uh, Dan brought over root. He's like, hey, what about uh, root? I was like, all right. <laughs> I will once you got again, hamburger pizza, right? Still <laughs> preference. It what what number is it on your top ten? I can't remember. Three uh, or four? Four. It's like five or five. five okay. Or six, whatever. Five. Okay. It's one of your favorite games. Yeah. It is Dan's favorite game. It is Mason's like top three or four games of all time. Yeah. It is one of their most favorite games. So even since it may not be a game I do I enjoy. I like to have my friends enjoy to play the games that they love to play. I like Stevenson's and Rocket. So <laughs> a lot. See, so I would play with What did I say last week? I said, Chad, if you want to teach me another 18xx game, whatever the one that you had, yeah. I said I'd do it. I don't want to, but because <laughs> because yeah, I this, this is all still different though. There, there's a little grin on his face oh, yeah. when he's playing root. I know. Oh, I know. My there's God. a little grin on his stop, face when he's playing root. Stop. I know. Uh, all right, all right. Well, but okay. So I, before you give your number, I do want to ask you a question because I played kay. it with you. I believe. What did you think of Kalamala? Because honestly, I would say if you like if you like euros and you don't mind a little bit of interaction, most of it's positive. I feel like in Kalamala still. Uh, Kalamala is criminally underlooked. You know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you and, and say, I don't remember much of Kalamala. Okay. Uh, it's been a long time since I've played it. I, I know I had it and I sold it. Now, <laughs> I don't know if that makes that any difference. With a lot of games. Uh, but yeah, I was about to say that's, that's not a big deal with me and my collection. Um, 
I, I remember Kalamala definitely having a lot more player interaction where you had to make sure to be in the right place at the right time to try to get those those cards or buildings. Oh, I'm really talking out my, you know what, here. I don't remember it enough. But, um, yeah, so I can't answer your question, Chad. I don't know. Okay. All right. So, anyways, um, but back to good old Merv here. I tell you, I, I really, really, really think that if, I mean, if I'm being honest, I I don't think I can give this a three, even since I think it's a good game. If I'm giving my rating, uh, you know, a two on our scale is, you know, I don't want it in my collection and I don't want to play it again. Um, you know, I, I, I hate to do it, but I think I got to give it a two because I guarantee if we go back in a year from now and do previous plays and I haven't played in a year, I'm going to take it down to a two. So I'm going to give yeah. it a two. Uh, it's where, it's where I got to be even since it's a very, I think a lot of people will find this to be a good solid four for me. And if you are the type of person who likes the games I like, this is going to be a two, and I'm going to tell you to pass on it if you're like the type of games that I'm liking right now. So, okay. Yeah. Richie, what do you got? And honestly, I think, uh, you know, a year ago, that clef would have given it a four. I agree. And I, and I think it would have gotten fours across the board probably. I agree. I think a year ago, this podcast would have rated this game yeah. a higher rating. I totally agree. Like, no matter what, when we sit down at the table, we're going to have fun. I mean, that's why you can play whatever game. Right. And we can play whatever. We'll either have fun enjoying the game or we'll have fun tearing that game apart. And sure. So no matter what, we're going to have fun. It's just this does not provide anything else like that. This does not add to the fun that we're already going to have sitting Correct. at the table. I would agree with that. It's a it's a fine game if you're looking for, you know, yeah, it's fine. It's so anyways, that what's the rating is then a it's a two for me. And honestly, I, I got to do a previous play real quick on Beyond the Sun. That's a two, too. So, <laughs> so that like a week ago? <laughs> I know. A couple episodes ago. Because I realized I gave that a three. It's a two. It, that's a two, and this is a two. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Okay. There we go. Richie, uh, he, he did a Chad there. He snuck in two games to, <laughs> to rate. <laughs> All right. So there you have it, folks. Uh, Merv might be a game for you. But it really wasn't that much of a game for us. Uh, Chad gave it a three. Richie gave it a two. And Clef gave it a two. So, now that we're in the mood of looking back two weeks ago, or two episodes ago, why don't we go back even further and uh, Talk about check out another. our punch board previous plays. Another one that was sort of infamous for us. Yeah. There we go. Another uh, great game. Hey. hey. We're sort of being a negative. <laughs> I feel like I'm negative. Yeah. I don't like being negative, actually. No, you don't. That uh, that Joe Farrell yeah. figured that out. That uh, hey. Richie and I are definitely oh, yeah. going to be hey, one way or the other. One thing. You're so let's middle. get into it. Punchboard <laughs> previous plays. Here we are. Uh, our great listener, Joe Farrell, helped us out, and uh, he aggregated all the scores that we have given for the different games. And I don't know if it's aggregated. I'm not a math major. Uh, he put them together into a table. He compiled. Yeah, yeah, he compiled yeah. them. Yes, he put, put anyway, uh, he found out that I don't give, I, I don't think I've given any ones, and I don't nope. give a lot of sixes. But, hey, wouldn't that be a standard distribution, don't you think? Well, yeah, but I mean, he found that you are more middle ground, yeah. and Richie and I have given more ones and twos and sixes, well, for and that you're, matter. you're more likely to be more favorable. 
yeah, games. But you're not by less, much. But you're less to be impressed as right. quickly also. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Where sometimes Richie and I are just like, oh my God, this game is amazing. And then, you know, a couple months later, we right. look back and go, oh, okay, it wasn't as well, good as it was. And see, more that's, you than me, but that's kind uh, of the, <laughs> and, and that's kind of the, the problem thing. that I've had. I, I mean, what I've found is with this podcast, I've found that like, I'm the emotional center. I'm the emotional stabilizer. I kind of bring well, in. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we, uh, this is sorry. true. But I mean, uh, we love board I'm games. I'm surprised he let that go. <laughs> anyway. okay. well, remember, he can just edit anything yeah, he wants out. Right. <laughs> I'm not even listening to it. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, we're all very excited about board games. And I would I'd definitely say a year ago, because I would have bought Merv Sight Unseen a year ago. Uh-huh. I would have just, it, people were talking about it. It's got beautiful art. I would have just bought it. Yep. And then I would have sold it after. But well, I mean, even a year ago, you might have played it a few times, you know, it might have sat yeah. on the shelf for a few months before yeah. you went, before ah, it went anywhere. OK, I'll let it go. Yeah. Uh-huh. But now, like I, I knew you were getting it. So I was like, I'll just hold tight and I'll play it. Yeah. And after I played it, it's, I it does not need to come into my house. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're we're. Well, we're, we're coming down to your, Yeah, let's go. Yeah, we're coming down to your level there. <laughs> Although I come down to my level. We're still there's some ones out there. And there are he, some ones out there. He he should have given Carpe Diem a one. That is one time where I've seen Chad not happy at the at the gaming table, even though I don't know what he. I was, agree. You should have. You should have given Carpe Diem a one. You hate that. You game. You were miserable playing that game. Yeah, and you, that should have been a one for you. I agree. Well. I mean, now, granted, the game's like a five, but he's it's a fantastic it a, game. Yeah, it's a fantastic <laughs> game. One of the best scoring. You should give it a one. One of the best scoring systems in Ever. any game. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here is uh, our punch board previous plays. And back, what game are we previously looking at? We are looking at Xavier George's Black Angel, a All sort right. of a spiritual successor, big brother, whatever you want to call it, to his twa. He kind of, uh, what we thought is he was going to come out with something that, uh, again, hey, again, Ian O'Toole fooled me. All right? <laughs> he did. He, he did, did fool one. me. That's a beautiful game, that game. I think he's starting to fool you a little bit more than what uh, you, yeah. Yeah, so those, those, well, and those little happy. robots. He's, he's so popular now that yeah. you really... Just because his art's on it, you can't really. Uh, he sells a game, though. That's the thing. He, he sells sell a, game. a game. Yeah, his art sells. I, a I game. will, but I agree with Richie. He is a heck of a lot more popular than he used to be. It's not as big a deal to go. Ooh, this has. You know, it used to be Eagle Griffin, big deluxe things or Lacerda games. You know, now, I mean, you know, there's little games that he'll yeah. do that you're like, oh, okay, it's it's just not a you know. So he's not a guarantee purchase anymore. I will definitely say that. Okay, well, more than a year ago. We all gave our scores, so I will just say that I gave Black Angel a three. I have no desire to play it again. Uh, I you sold it right after we recorded. I, I think I maybe even... even before we finished recording. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, you know, it just it's still too loosey goosey for me. I don't. It's hard for me because I don't want to. I don't want to say that it was a. It's not a bad game. It just is definitely not what I care for because it flooded you with resources. You had too much. You were able to do too much, and mm-hmm. it felt like right. it felt like in Trois where you're restricted. It was right. there were no shackles at all, right. and it was like here's the here's the handcuffs. Uh, well, I'll I'll distribute handcuffs to everybody. It's a, it's on you to put them on your players on right. the other players. You absolutely are totally wrong. It is a bad game. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's a bad game. I mean, the mechanics are bad. There's no, 
tension in it. There's you're bored yeah. at what you're doing. No. It I mean, took everything ex- exciting in Twa and then just nerfed it. And then just yeah, made yeah. it not fun and not interesting. No, I, I mean I'm sorry. I, this was a bad design. This was, and I'm sorry to say this is so. They're trying to make a system more for the masses to play that wouldn't, you know, because obviously I'm sure a lot of people thought Twa was too hard and too harsh, you know, with taking, you know, other people's dice and stuff and tried to make it more family friendly and it just didn't work. It's just not a good game. And the whole mechanism of you flying the ship and everything. I mean, this is the first time I've obviously even thought about this game in Mm -hmm. since we've reviewed it. And I still just think back and go, I was flat miserable playing that game. It was no fun. It was not interesting. And I would have rather been playing Merv than playing Black Angel. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would agree with that. I feel like, uh, yeah, anyway, my rating, I, I will still definitely go down. And uh, I, I still will t- give this game a two. So a two is where I stand today. Um, and Clef, you gave it a two. Is that correct? Uh, I must have been feeling generous that day. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, this is this has got to be a one. I mean, and uh, you know, where, where we could talk about Merv being a game that a lot of people I think we'll like this game and it could be there. I just don't think Black Angel was a good game. I, I think, I mean, maybe saying it's a bad game is being a little bit harsh because I'm sure there's people out there that love it. And I mean, we've got some people on a punch punch that, you know, that they yeah. actually really enjoy the game. And I'm not, and if you do, by all means, I mean, everybody like what you like. I just personally think this is not a, the, the mechanisms are watered down and made not to be a good game. And just play twa and just stop trying to mess around just play twa yeah i would agree and i i originally gave it a one because uh, i was really excited because i really like twa i think i like twa the the most out of the three of us oh 100 and yeah this was just a, a big disappointment you know tool in that art yeah play play twa and if you're interested in that that planet moving thing uh they released a, another game that same year i believe which was selenia which was just that oh and that's a, a cool fun game. little family weight game mm-hmm. that uses that mechanism per- perfectly well enough about us let's hear what the punch bunch had to say all right so we got a a uh, post from bryce black angel is a game i am on full agreement with the punch borders which oh. is good bryce usually wow he does not, not usually agree with us, with us. No. yeah, yeah. <laughs> as it also made my top 10 most disappointing of 2019 list I don't know why the designers continue to feel the need to try to tweak their twa mechanisms. Say that five times fast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Every time they do, they release a worse experience. For the love of God, just leave twa alone. It's fine the way it is. For Black Angel, they stripped everything fun about twa out of the system, left only the annoying stuff, added a bunch of convoluted nonsense, and wrapped it all up in a package of tedium and frustration. Two out of six on the punch board scale for me. Took it off my wish list after playing it and don't plan on ever playing it again. That is big for Bryce. He's, wow. he's not negative about yeah, most games. I, that, I think that just goes to show this is not a good game. Uh, Well, Clef, why don't you read what uh, Tony had to say? Tony Lawhorn said, when it came in, I couldn't wait to get it to the table. And fortunately, my game group felt the same way. We ended up playing a three-player game and it was... Ugh. Meh. Where was the interaction? Where was the interesting use of space and robots? I was very disappointed so much that I didn't even want to give it a second shot. I sold my copy soon after, and I don't regret it at all. I'm giving this sucker a two out of six. Although I will say it has the best spaceship components 
of any game. Oh, I did have fun play. Well, the on Mars ones were kind of fun to play with, if I remember right, right? Didn't yeah, they have they, some fun ones too. They had some rocket ships and still stuff. Not, they had the rocket ships, but right? They don't but have, the black ain't yes. Yeah, you can put your little guy in there. Well, and, I think that's why it was on our best of uh, art and components. Oh yeah, that's yeah, you, you know, yeah. but uh, that's about it. Well. I am going to read this one from Walberto Smith. He is one of the dissenting voices in our okay. guild here, but All that's right, good. We want to hear this. Say, yeah. So he says he knows that he's going to be the minority voice, but it breaks a lot of common Euro tropes with no engine building, no signposts, player-defined victory point scoring, lots of direct and indirect interaction, non-point salad. So while the mechanisms are familiar for Euros with resource conversion, optimization, interlock subsystems, the dynamics feel very different from other Euros. And that's a big reason for the backlash that he thinks Euro fans felt uncomfortable. So for example, one of the main dynamics of the game is that people either tend not to notice or actively dislike the lack of signposts. There is no predefined sets to collect, no mission cards to fulfill, no invaders you're forced to deal with. If the table wants to put out a bunch of missions, but you just want to focus on black tiles, you're more than welcome to. You'll likely lose if you do, though, because this is a very interactive, opportunistic Euro. Players can't go in with a turn one strategy and execute it to perfection because the missions, or lack thereof, drive the game and are completely player-dependent. I can understand why Twa is so beloved, but I think Black Angel is just a cleaner, more modern design. There are certainly flaws, wasted theme, sessions can vary wildly, some fiddly rules, but it's one of the few recent Euros that I wanted in my collection. I, I liked his thoughtfulness. I, yeah. I think I think maybe some of those things are, are true. And I, I love that we have a guild that, you know, has different opinions and still yeah. wants to listen to ours too. <laughs> yeah. So that's if we great. all have the same opinion. That would be terrible. Yeah. So that's yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for uh, for chiming in. Okay, guys. Well, hey, we got some new patrons that we need to talk about. Chad, we who do definitely we got? do. We have three this episode. We are really thankful to all of them. We have Joe Freustad. We have Eric Smith. And we have Dion Vandenberg. So thank you to the three of you. It means a lot to us. Yeah, we really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, And just to guys let you know, if you are interested in our patron, we do a lot of great things. Uh, For instance, this month we're giving away a copy of Cloud Age. Um, We also have a monthly Skype call that we have all the patrons come and they have an opportunity to come and ask us questions. We usually do kind of a fun little monthly, um, you know, draft type of topic that we kind of go through, Um, you know, and then you have opportunities. You can get free T-shirts and there's different things for different levels. And one of the levels we also have is you can get your top 10 of all time read on the show and absolutely picked apart by the punch. I mean, read by the punch boarders. So we get to do that tonight. We got somebody and we're, we're ready to read his top 10. Richie, what do you got? We got Kevin Bertram's list, which uh, we announced him a few episodes ago. Uh, so we're going to start at the bottom and end with his number one. All right. I All have right. no idea what this is. I'm excited. All right. All right. So his number 10. And, yeah. And Kevin, I do want a little commentary on this one because I want to know if it's a nostalgic pick or something like that. Uh, his number 10 is Scrabble. That's- <laughs> that was class. That was class. Uh, <laughs> you know did you did you say Scrabble? <laughs> our friend, our friend uh, Ryan Courtney really likes Scrabble. He plays that I think almost almost weekly uh, with his mom. Still, I, I'm sure people who love word games. It, it's just a weird thing to hear 
platform, a board game. You know, normally we don't have the classics that are usually in well, there. But and you just heard like Clef it. in yeah. this episode also say he's never read a book. So you know, it's that's <laughs> well, not. I, I, yeah. I, I, I bought I'm a too book. Stupid to play Scrabble. Right. <laughs> he did. He <laughs> yeah, bought he a book. You but I you bought, bought, book. But you bought that. You bought that book to put on top of your player boards, I thought. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not going to read it. I just want to look more studious. <laughs> all, all right. right so that's number 10. Number right. nine, Railways of the World. All right. All right. I like railways. Get away from the cricket button. <laughs> I, I like railways. I don't mind railways. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Yeah. There's, there's, some, uh, there's some train games that we like more. <laughs> There's some train games that we like hey, more. It's a train game, so we're going to give it's, him it's that. All right. Game. So, all right. Maybe he's never played Age of Steam. Ooh, man, Kevin, Kevin let comes, us know if you yeah. played Kevin, Age of Steam. Let us yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. All right. Uh, number eight, Kings of Air and Steam. Which you I, have that game, don't what's you? What's that? I do not have that game. Oh, I thought Kings um, of Air. I, I was about to ask you, uh, checks. That isn't this. No, oh, you not, know what? I'm thinking of that, Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea. That's different. Oh, yes, I do own that. Uh, Kings of Air and Steam. Uh, that was maybe, maybe a... No, it, I think it might be a TMG game. I'm not familiar with that one, so... Oh, it is a TMG game. Ah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, I've seen this. I've never played it, though, but yeah. I have seen it before. I'm I'm curious. You know what, uh, Kevin... Uh, shoot us an email back about what you like about Kings Air of Air and oh. Steam, or else get on our guild three two two seven and tell us about it, it's or a, anybody else who's played. It's from Scott Alms. Yeah, so. yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, I'll try that one out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, number seven, Watergate. Oh, oh yeah, solid nice. two player game. Uh, I really like that game. Good pick. Uh, and kind of in the the same vein, and uh, Chad, you'll like this one. It is nineteen sixty making of a president yep. for his number six. Nice. Yep, we're gonna get Clef to play nice. that game again. I no, I enjoyed it. I think you it. would like it now. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed yeah. it back then. He did. I'm, he just well, wasn't sure. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. No. It's on. Uh, I'm trying to pick it up from from Board Game Co. There so. you go. Yeah. Back then, that Clef saw, <laughs> thought that like not having your own card deck, you didn't really like that. But now, well, now that'll change. Well, he's rolling dice. He's, I know. You know. Yeah. War games. Yep. And, all right, number five, uh, a classic, a uh, modern classic, and that's Carcassonne. Oh, yeah. I think that that's okay. one of those, like, you know, you still hear people talk about oh, yeah. Carcassonne, I, and I think if you have the expansions has and about 10,000 expansions. Yeah. Yeah. I looked at Hunter yeah. Gatherers, by the way. Have you guys played Hunter Hunter? I have. I used to have it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it was fine. I What does that do differently? I'll be honest with you, I don't remember. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't keeps own it asking anymore. us questions we don't remember. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> it's, it's been like five or six years since all I right, played it. All right. I liked it. Yeah. But there you go. A good yeah, couples go. game, too, I think. Yes. All right. All right. Number four, Terraforming Mars. Okay. Well. All right. Hey. That's uh, that's a game. I right. wonder if he feels like with the Prelude expansion, it's it's better if you just will play Maybe. any version. I mean, we're in the minority yeah. on this one. Oh, so yeah. We are oh, yeah. so yeah. in the minority. But also, the, the new one. Is supposed to be a mix of terraforming Mars and Race for the Galaxy. I mean, that's and, sort of what what terraforming Mars was. Well, I mean, anyway. fat like the, yeah. the speed of the game, right? Which so I'm that's kind good. of I'm kind of interested in that, or I could just play Race for the Galaxy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'd be interested. All right, cool. All right. Number three, Fortress America, and uh, in parentheses he says the original version. Wow, this is old school right I, here. I have played this not oh, really recently. <laughs> so don't look at me like that. Uh, one of one of my good friends. This was one of his favorite, you know, childhood games or whatever, and he brought it over, and I did not like it. 
four years ago. <laughs> so who knows, who knows now? now? Who knows now? <laughs> uh, Jeff Inkelstein has talked about that design quite a bit, actually. Hmm. So uh, I've seen the box, but yeah. I've, I've never even yeah. remotely looked yeah. at it. So I'd throw it on the table and play it. Uh, I'd right. give it a shot. I bow down to your old school chops, Kevin. I, I don't know. Yeah. How I haven't played yeah. it. Uh, his number two is Star Wars Rebellion, mm. which is one that I I don't like Star Wars, but I'm, I am kind of interested in that uh, kind of you know, the hidden planet thing and, you know, a more epic two player game. I'd I be would, interested in I just wish the IP was different. Or yeah, I'd be different. curious to see what you thought. I, I would if I had to put a percentage of, of Richie likes on this, I would probably say like. 35% just because there's storytelling involved where you're like, whoa, Luke went over to the dark side and yeah, that's this the, sort of happened. That's the problem. And, yeah. So I don't know. I think you if they put a generic like, theme on there. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think there's some gameplay stuff with the expansion that fixes it, you know, okay. as far as the combat stuff mm-hmm. makes it interesting, but uh, I still don't know if you'd like it. Um, uh, uh, Evan uh, really likes this game and has yeah. always said to me that he thinks that I would like this game. Mm. <laughs> now I certainly like star Wars <laughs> much better than Richie does, right. but I'm not like any big, like I can only tell you the basic stuff. I can't tell you yeah. the, I don't know, whatever the baby Yoda stuff or whatever it's going on now, <laughs> but, uh, Knox knows all that stuff. So well, <laughs> he's not seen it in our house. So, uh, um, and my daughter just came to me and wants me to watch, what is the other new superhero TV show that she wants me to watch? That's WandaVision? Like, WandaVision. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm just done with superheroes. You are watching it. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm watching it. I'm enjoying it. it. It's, it's, it's good. good. It's good. All right. Well, maybe it's good. Check it's it interesting. Out. All, right. All right. And his last one, I know you're going to like this one, Clef. And All that right. is Twilight Struggle. Ooh, that's his number one. I think he's got some Ooh. old school chops. That's he, I mean, he does. I mean, I really like that list. That is not a, a solid list. You know, a regular old what we hear a lot of. That's got some really good games on it and some old stuff. A good mixture there. You can tell he's been gaming for a while. Is is obviously is you can you can tell right. Which actually to me. Uh, uh, all the more means, you know, thanks for listening. You know, yeah. sounds like you, you know, have your own, have your own game cred and we appreciate you, you know, joining the guild and, and listening to us yeah, and all that and, good stuff and, and supporting us, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's got some really good solid games on there that, uh, you know, I, I would definitely love to play and some I'd like to try again. Yes. Yep. All right. Well, uh, as, as we just told Kevin, you know, to everyone who who is or isn't a patron, thank you for supporting us. Thank you for listening to us. We totally understand, especially in these crazy times, that not everyone can afford to support us monetarily. We don't expect that in the slightest. We feel really uh, thankful and blessed to be able to be doing this and that we have listeners out there. And so thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. It helps us even if you support us by likes, by subscribing, by uh putting out those iTunes and other reviews and uh, just telling friends. Can, can they go like to the edge of the highway and maybe hold up a punchboard <laughs> paradise sign? You know, like, you know, you've seen those people. Maybe. You know? Yeah. Or maybe somebody could do that. That would they be, that, I'm, I'm going to guess yeah. they'll just end up on the, the nightly news. Right. Person. Hey, <laughs> person punchboard paradise. <laughs> looks like they're know, about right? to jump off the bridge. <laughs> hey, no bad. No publicity is bad publicity. That's true. Yeah. So there we go. <laughs> we'll play clef for food. <laughs> Well, Punch Punch, again, thank you. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Hey, everybody, have a great night. Thanks for listening. 
Punchboard Paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies. You can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Punchboarders. We are on Instagram at Punchboard Paradise and Facebook at Punchboard Paradise. Let's have Richie tell everybody what uh, Punchboard rates on here. Hey, so that's they know. a really good idea. Hey, I, like I know. Idea. Thank you. All right. <laughs> so at Punchboard. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll put that at the end. All right. Yeah, all right. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Richie Blubber. <laughs> I'm going to listen to this episode. <laughs> well, at least the end. Yeah, just the end. <laughs>